97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 51. On today's show, Steffi's son is asking about sex. Simone reveals more of Facebook's wankery. And the ladies agree that Woody Allen should be put down. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hi, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I still have super glue on my teeth. But I'm kind of getting used to it, so it's I still think on that the that's just how I'm going to live my life. <laughs> wow, still on the It's been two I'll weeks. I'll go to the dentist at some point. I it's know. It's been two weeks, and you're still aware I of it too. I could be a really good spokesperson for the quality of super glue. It really stays on. Yes, maybe you should contact should them, and, them and let them know, <laughs> and then we can talk about they would love that. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, last night they had, there was like a local podcasting kind of party thing for just some podcasts around here, so I went because the Grapes of Rag guys were going, and uh-huh. um, Ben and Aaron were there, and um, Luke Burbank was there, who uh-huh. Neil Hamburger has been on his show, he's super nice, and he's um, he's so funny because like, people just are magnets to him, like they, they love his Too Beautiful to Live podcast, and they're all glomming onto him, and he could not be nicer, Yeah, he's so patient and so sweet and and people are a little bit rude you know they come up to him and they're really intrusive and just he flows with it and it was, i was impressed but that's nice so he's really sweet he was he was there we talked for a little while and um he wants to have he was talking about how he really likes old worship songs like from the 70s because he grew up evangelical like me but um, uh-huh. he's, he was listening with one of his friends to old keith green and he was like this is kind of like billy joel I'm not into Billy Joel, really, but whatever. He's like, this is good stuff, and we should, like, get together. So he rented out a venue. Chop Suey is this thing. Neil Hamburger's played there. Yes, it's a great venue. Um, so he rented it out for, it's like three weeks out from now, and he's going to call it As the Deer, which all the evangelical, formerly evangelical listeners will know is a praise song that you'd sing around the campfire at camp. And, um, yeah, he wants us to just get around and listen to these songs that we grew up liking. But I was like, I just want you to know that this will probably trigger a lot of people emotionally yeah. in some way. He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know how to do it without it being weird. And I'm like, I don't think it's possible to do it without it being a little no. weird. So... That was kind of fun, but um, yeah, this guy Aaron from the Air Raid podcast was there. He's super nice, and and I met people, and yeah, it was super fun. And they they buy you stuff because they like your podcast. Oh, they cool! They bought me shots of, shots of Jameson, and I didn't nice. have to pay for anything. It was really sweet. So. That's so great. So That's... I like my podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What have you been doing? Um. Well, I um. Let's see. Well, I went and saw a Woody Allen movie yesterday. Yeah, the new oh, one. What's it to, called? To Roam with Love. Okay. And, I read some reviews. What did yeah, you think? I, I, I look forward to knowing what your review said. All I know is that our friend Mark sent the email out to the group. Like, who wants to go see it? And Greg hated, hated, hated um, Midnight in Paris. And then yeah. know, and other people really, you know, liked it and thought it was great, you know. And, uh, but, you know, but Greg <laughs> described it to me in great length and it sounded really fucking bad. So I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> So I've had no interest in, in seeing that. So anyway, so he didn't want to go. I want to hear his description. Of I know it. it sounded. He told me it like a year ago, but it sounded 
fucking retarded, so I didn't want to see it at all. And anyway, so you know, our group was sort of half wanted to go. Greg didn't want to go, and I was like, I don't really care. You know, like I'm not. I wasn't going to judge this based on that, but I, you know, I definitely don't want to see that. So I was like, I, I, I'll go, whatever. And so it's like we, we like to hang out with the gang, so you know, we agreed to go. And anyway, so then I, and then he had mentioned that there were bad reviews for it. I'm like, okay. So I'm watching it, and it's like all these like separate stories that are running simultaneously, you know, that don't connect with each other. So I'm watching, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this doesn't seem very good. But oh, am I just being like confused by? It? I'm supposed to think it's terrible, and you know, I'm trying to be so honest. It's really, really hard not to have an honest, an honest viewpoint about something, you know, and not be influenced by what you're supposed to. Th- think about it you know so I was totally. trying really really hard and anyway after about an hour the movie was two hours I was like this is fucked this is fucking stupid and it just got stupider <laughs> and stupider and stupider then there's this thing where um this uh this character's father is um is uh, he can only see like a fabulous opera singer only in the shower so he um, <laughs> and Woody Allen is this is this he was a he, he worked for a record label and he like produced stuff and he, he wanted to get oh, him to no. sing but he did a real live audition and he couldn't he couldn't cut it so he has this great idea to have him perform in a shower that's brought out on stage oh <laughs> god so this is like the Looney Tunes frog the Warner Brothers hello my baby hello my honey well, no, hello my ragtime guy it's worse than that because Greg turned to Mark and said something, and Mark agreed. They did that exact thing in the Flintstones. Barney could only sing in the shower, and they started bringing the shower out onto the stage, and that's how Barney performed. So that story was stupid. The other stories were just, oh, it was just, it was really, really fucking bad. So... I know, I really... I they thought, did this in the Flintstones. They did this in the Flintstones, That's yes. so funny. So, oh, I wish yeah. I'd been there. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh but it was just God. funny, the point where I was really, really trying to be open-minded, and then I was like, nah, nah, it's really stupid. So in the last 15 minutes, I'm like, <laughs> stop it, I hate this. And like The rest was like, I can tolerate this, this is fine, whatever, it's not good. But the last 15 minutes, I was like, fuck, when is this going to end? Because all the scenes are like, rather than just giving you an idea, like, oh, he's doing a complete opera now in the shower, and they have like a special little cover in front of the, the shower part where his genitals are, so you can't see, but there's different colors and different scenes, you know, different showers for different scenes. And I'm like, okay, I get the idea, but they just showed like, you know, like eight minutes of opera, you know, it's like, oh, we get the point. Woody oh. Allen's getting old. I don't. Yeah. I think he might have a little bit of early onset dementia. I think so. Yeah, he just seems like a like a bumbling old man now. So yeah, it was it was awful, and I I do not do not recommend that. But what I do <laughs> recommend is what you saw on Friday night. A gift from me. I did. When did we first realize we both liked this movie? Because it was just like in the last week or two. Maybe we may have mentioned it earlier, but yeah, because I've been I've been talking about Josh Charles a lot because I've got a bit of a crush yeah. on him from watching The Good Wife. And yes, anyway, and, I, and, and I, I was like, I love him and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And you were like, I was gonna say I loved him and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And then we yeah we realized we both <laughs> loved it. And then you were all oh but they don't have it on Netflix streaming and it's not at the library so I just went on Amazon and I mailed it to you as a surprise so it was a big surprise yeah and it's so funny because I I, I, maybe about a year and a half ago I was like oh I love that movie so much I'm just gonna buy it so I bought it for myself and I've had the DVD and anyway and then when I was back in Australia uh, a couple months ago I found it in my bedroom so I already had the DVD (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, I just gave it to my sister. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great, guess what I found? Because he, he, like, I can't believe I bought it in the first place. So now it's been proven right. that I bought it. I bought it twice. And then uh, after I bought yours, I, I, he was away. And when he came back, I was like, so uh, I bought Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead again. Why do you keep <laughs> buying that? <laughs> Stop it! Like, Stop yes, buying so that movie! Stop buying that! Like, it was a gift! She <sighs> was like, oh, alright. So, anyway, yeah, so I bought Don't Tell Mom Movies is Dead three times. But anyway, you showed it to the kids. How did they like it? Showed it to the kids. They loved it. We're like, oh, here comes the part where it says, respect the meat. Look at the sign in Clown Dog. And they're like, shh! <laughs> Stop ruining it! <laughs> David and I were talking about it because we'd seen it like in the 90s and, and we were like, oh yeah, I love this part. I remember what's coming. And the kids were like, you guys, you, they're acting like it was a Woody Allen film. You <laughs> better not dare talk over it. <sighs> yeah, we're loving that. And, and they were happy because like lately they've been walking in and I'm watching documentaries like The Fog of War. Oh my <laughs> god! They're like, like, I hate this. I'm like, no, it's good. Come in. <laughs> watch this or, or like I was watching... Um, Okay, there's this Pedro Almodovar movie called um, Talk to Her, and I guess it can't, it's like from 10 years ago, but it's not for kids. Like, I love him so much, but it's, it's none of his stuff is for kids at all. But um, there's this one scene in particular, and I remember, I rem this is all I remember from the first time I saw the movie, is, is there's a, this guy's dreaming that he's tiny, he's like shrunken down, and he walks into a giant vagina, like it's <gasps> as big as a door, and he's like... <laughs> Wow. Like, Get out of here, kids. I know. It's all in Spanish and subtitles. They're like, no, we want to read the subtitles. We'll practice our reading. I was like, no, nah, not this movie. <laughs> so, so anyway, they were very refreshed to have something that was more their speed. Like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah. Well, I remember from the trailers, when that first came out and I saw the trailers, and, you know, there's the scenes like, rock and roll. And oh, I dishes know. are done, man. I was like, this looks stupid. <laughs> I don't want to see this. I mean, I was, I was a snob even at 14. I was like, this looks really stupid. But I can't remember. How I think after it was out, out, on, yeah. out on video, then I, I somehow we I came to think maybe it wasn't so bad. And it's nothing like that. Like the brothers like that, but you know, it's you know. This, yeah, that was just. This and that's actually an excellent scene, world. but it looks stupid in the theater. What's that? <laughs> You're gonna drown. You're gonna choke. Yes. <laughs> I love that. It just everything about David it. and I both saw it in the theater. Wow, I wish in I had. Ninety-one or something. Yeah. No, even then I knew it was stupid though. I was like embarrassed to be going, but Rod and I went and no, now I own it. it. Thirty years later however long. It's only twenty years later. Calm down. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Well, now um, um oh before I forget, now we uh Stephanie is gonna be in LA in a week and a half. And we're going to be recording uh, some episodes. And we're still toying with this idea of seeing what kind of response we get. I know people are interested to hear the episode, but perhaps not participate in it. But we're thinking about doing a, a boob special. Just, you know, uh, uh, having people with different types of boobs and talking about those boobs. So, uh, you know, if you have, say, large implant breasts or, or really, really tiny, tiny titties, uh, yeah, let it get in touch with us. We, we would love to have you as a guest on the show. If we if we can get anyone willing to talk frankly about their bosom, so uh, yeah, let us know. <laughs> I know. People so want to hear this episode, but yeah, not as many people are willing to participate. I had some some people biting, but yeah, uh, the the implant girl hmm. did not want to participate. She wasn't somebody I knew, a friend of a friend, but she's like, I, I guess she didn't want to oh, talk okay. about her boobs. Just strange. Oh, <laughs> so well, she yeah. paid so much for them. She might as well talk 
I know, I really get her money's worth. I want to hear. Because I've been watching the New Jersey Shore, or the latest Jersey Shore I don't, no, 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 we don't talk about that show on this show. Okay, now I have a Facebook watchdog. So, uh, there's actually two two new things Facebook has done in the last week or so. I talked about scene, and that was bad. Um, so now, I don't know if you noticed this, Stephanie, in the threads that have been going on uh, uh, in the show, <gasps> that there's it like, edited. Edited. Yes. I love the edited button now. <laughs> yes, but do you realize that if you click edited, the word... You can see what they originally wrote. Yeah. So it just defeats the whole purpose of it, you know? <laughs> it defeats the purpose. Oh, them and their fucking transparency. So, yeah, you can go back and edit. I mean, if it's a typo, it's like, well, fine, there's a typo. You know, I would understand that. But, you know, if you want to, like, change a whole thing or, you know, I, you should just be able to delete it. I guess that's what you got to do. If you really don't want anyone to see what you had written or you completely changed, you know, you sounded too aggressive and wanted to pull back a little, you should just delete it and redo it. Because edited will... Oh, yeah, you will, can still will, do that. Well, you? you can see the full... The full yeah, history of the edit, which is so stupid, just defeats the purpose. And the other thing, but I don't know if you knew about this, but the uh, hmm. the Facebook email address. So they went and changed. Oh, yeah. This was last Monday. So if you have in your contact information, I have it so just people who I'm friends with can, can see it, my email. Mm-hmm. Uh, it... It's uh, it, it was my email address on there, and then it, it they automatically changed everyone's to whatever your username is at facebook.com. Like that's just there, hmm. so that anyone wanted to contact you, oh, instead of going to your email, which you actually use all the time, and you don't use your Facebook one as much, it's going straight to your Facebook uh, inbox, hmm. which is such bullshit because they just decided that for you. So you can go in and change <laughs> it, but it's not easy. So yeah, so that those are the. the oh, okay. Things. Now it's coming together. I was wondering how I got these emails from people I'm not friends with on Facebook. Oh, so right. Now, okay, now it suddenly makes sense. Okay, because that's just been the last few days. I'm like, how did they? What's happening? You're getting emails to your regular email address, or to? Or, no, it's in my Facebook message. Right. So, oh, okay. So, do they forward it to your regular email address, or do they just leave it in your? No, Facebook they're just inbox? sending it to your Facebook. They're, they're trying to cut out that you use anything else uh, but Facebook. Oh. That's what they're trying to do. They're such assholes. They are such assholes. I hate them so much. So I'll put I'll put a link to where there are instructions on how to change that. Because I'm so fucking sick of them. Oh. oh wow. They're the worst. They're the worst. Okay. So talking about um, Facebook, where there was an epic kind of thread on my stuff Christian Culture Likes Facebook page the other day. Well, I also posted it on my regular page because it was a link by Peter Rollins that I loved so much and. He t- it was this blog post he wrote, and Peter Rollins, we've talked about him on here, he's this Irish philosopher, spiritualist type person, and he writes books. And, um, he's dreamy. He, he's, he's so dreamy. He identifies as a Christian, but he's all about deconstructing your beliefs around whatever it is, you know, just all so that you can truly believe, you can figure out what it is you truly believe. So yeah. um, he wrote this post called Stop Teaching the Ethics of Jesus. Which I love because I feel like my stuff Christian Culture Likes blog is completely based on that. It's like Jesus didn't come to teach you what to do. It was, you know, he was more like just kind of, he would talk about the embodiment of love. And so, um, of course, all these wankers, and I do mean 
fucking wankers hop on there and they talk about they use big words it's like theologizing but it's philosophized jizzing philosophy yeah. jizzing just using big words about well the ins and outs and marxism and um, this, um bull terror and oh it was so annoying and i'm like so these big threads <laughs> ensued on both of both of my posts and i ended up calling this one guy a motherfucker in the thread because he was like he's a philosophy professor and he he fancies himself very intelligent but he was being so heartless so heartless and trying to deconstruct this like wonderful thing that you can't even put words to and I I just makes me so mad that they're trying to parcel it and like compartmentalize it and and kind of break it down so they can contain it I'm like no that's the point is that it's beyond what you can you, you know really fully explain and and so I ended up calling him a motherfucker, and I've never done that to anyone before. And I, do, I didn't apologize, because I'm actually not totally sorry for it, but, yeah. but and I'm still trying to work on that, but I did tell him, I was like, because I, I, I called him a motherfucker, because he said, you should read Kierkegaard's um, book on, I can't remember which book, Kierkegaard book it was, but it was just that I don't like it when people say, oh, read this. And I'm like, no, what you need to do is tell me how how this book affected you and I need to, I want to hear from your words you know because that's not relational to just say oh read this like as if I'm supposed to get out of it exactly what you did exactly and he's and so I was like that's how I felt really dismissed and he goes oh I'm sorry you know in in my world as a philosophy professor that's an invitation where you say read this and I'm like okay you know I hope that you will have I I hope you can um forgive me for not giving you grace in that because I didn't, you know, wasn't thinking about how that was invitational to you, you know, and my thing is that that's, you know, reads to me is very uninvitational. So it, it went to a good place, but that was just like the first time in all the assholes who comment at my blog constantly that I've ever called anyone a name like that. <laughs> I, I was feeling very strongly about the Peter Rollins thread. So how was it for you? Um, well, yeah, I think, uh, well, let's go with what he was actually saying in his, uh, in his, um, uh, in his piece so what was what was the well, the crux of what he was saying or what you you was you were seeing with it about not te- not teaching the ethics of because of, of jesus like explain mm-hmm. that first yeah it, I, I read him to say and i think this is where the controversy comes people kind of get different things out of it i read peter rollins to say that jesus came to to fulfill what love was and and die for the sake of love and he didn't come to say do this and do that. So he's like, I don't. He goes, I want for Christianity to stop teaching the ethics of Jesus. Right. And then other people, like our friend Joey, was saying, no, but ethics are very important. And so he had an argument for that. And yeah. Yeah. And I was, I think I was saying that ethics uh, didn't didn't really relate to Jesus. You know that people had ethics mm-hmm. anyway. So it's I, yeah, I, I understood what he was trying to say, which yeah. is to to separate the two because because you know people tried to say that you know. Uh, just simple you know ethics of you know mistreatment of other people and that kind of thing comes out of religion that really bugs me because i think that's not true and that people attribute that to religion when it's it's not it exists in places without without christian faith you know what i mean the same do not kill do not steal kind of stuff that it's it's obvious that people don't want to have that that the do unto others things that may arise from there but it's it's you know it's it's not it's sort of it's it's innate to people I think so yeah so I think I was sort of speaking out uh, towards that that about separating those those ethics from Jesus as well so well uh less 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 deep things on on Facebook have been uh did you hear about you didn't hear about the back to the future hoax that occurred no (laughs) okay so Stephanie I'm gonna ask you a straight question do you know what year uh Marty goes to in the future when they go 
was it 2015? Yes, thank you. It okay. was 2015. So mm -hmm. somebody made a fake picture of the time circuits, you know, the thing where you key in, you yeah. know, where you're going, where you are, where you were, and they made mm -hmm. it so that said June 25th, 2012. So everybody's oh. posting it around going, oh, it's back to the future I did see today. that, and I was like, no, it was not 2012. Like, yes. even I knew that. But here's the thing, <laughs> I got a bit confused by it because, I mean, while I knew, know in my sleep that they go to 2015, I've always known that, I, I couldn't remember in the in the Back to the Future 1 when Doc's demonstrating the time circuits, he types in yeah. some dates, and I was kind of, I was half paying attention to space. I'm like, does he type in a 2012 date when he's showing it? He doesn't. He says, but I couldn't think of it at the time, but he's like, you know, you could witness the signing of the Declaration of Independence and types in July yeah. 4th, you know, 1776. Oh, witness the birth of Christ, December 25th, 000000. <laughs> and then, oh, and, you know, November 5th, 1955. And then, you know, that's how everything gets going. But I couldn't remember at that time. I was like, does he put in this 2012 date? I couldn't I couldn't think of it. So I thought, I thought, oh, maybe it's that. They're, they're just talking about this, this date appeared on the time circuits for a moment. But everybody thought uh -huh. that they actually went to 2012. What's wrong with people? Like, if you're so excited that that this is the date, you should know that it's 2015. And then Greg said that I was yeah. mental for thinking that everyone's supposed to remember this. But... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mean, maybe we are. But, yeah, for some reason, I remember dates really well. Yeah. But to so, me, it was, everything uh, was in round 15, 1985. Like, that is, yeah. you know, a famous Back to the Future date. And then, you know, everything was sort of in 30-year increments. You know, it was all right, right. very, very rounded like that. So, you know... 2015, I just seemed like it was a it was a round round number up from uh, you know 1985. So yeah, so October 21st, 2015, that is the Back to the Future date. So anyway, but I, yeah, I, I just felt stupid because Greg was just like, no, not everyone's supposed to remember that. I'm like, well, if they're so excited about it that they're gonna repost it, they should know. <laughs> Oh. And I got emails, people writing to me and posting it. Look, Simone, look, Simone. God. Because like, they know I care. So that was sweet because they just thought right. I cared. They didn't remember, but they, they were telling me for my benefit. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. That was the big I'm hopes. surprised. I, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I would think because of the 30-year increment. I don't know yeah. why. So that, was, that makes sense to me. Okay. I'm, with, I'm on Team Simone, not Team Greg on this one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, now, we had a new listener, uh, listener Mark Burns. He uh, just left a comment about about eight or nine hours ago, which I saw left this morning. But uh, he mentioned uh, something about I forget what he what the context was. Something about uh, something being flaccid, a flaccid penis. And then he asked, "Is, is the word flaccid used?" This is a flaccid argument or something. Or you hear that? Yeah, but can you say it without thinking about a penis? If somebody said flaccid, oh, of course not. Yeah, no. I looked it up in the dictionary. Why would you and want it just to? says flaccid, adjective, soft and limp, not firm, flabby. <laughs> Flaccid biceps is its example. And then also lacking force, weak, flaccid prose. So, yeah. So I, I kept, and all morning I've been trying to toying it around, trying to think where I could use it anywhere else. And I, yeah, I don't feel comfortable, you know, without conjuring up just this soft oh, no. penis. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, but that's that way so, you know, everything is, is a phallic joke. Like, yeah. Everything is. Why. Everything is. You make anything <laughs> penile. I went to camp penile. She went to camp <laughs> Christian camp. Penile. Camp penile. <laughs> Just imagine how joyous and painful that was for me. I know. <laughs> Drive by that sign every day. <laughs> now, um, I had a reading from the heart. Mm -hmm. Following on from, from uh, last week, we were talking about um, 
if you put what would happen if you put super glue uh, on the penis. So um, <laughs> anyway, so here's what I, uh, I I had some information from a uh, from a bodybuilding message board, and then on uh, this is Wiki answers the question: What will happen if you put super glue on your penis? And this answer is. <laughs> It's just it's just so articulate and fantastic that I am delighted to read it. <clears throat> oh boy. Answer. It depends what you mean. What kind of glue and how and where is it applied? White glue applied to the shaft or head will harden in place and eventually flake off, but it'll be slightly uncomfortable in the meantime. If you're trying to block it off so you can't expel semen when you ejaculate, the news is both good and bad. Yes, it can be done with difficulty, but it would be a disappointing experience if you are able to manage it. To, <laughs> to glue the eye of the penis shut, you'll need to form... The eye? Yes, the eye! <laughs> to glue the eye of the penis shut, you would need a form of super glue, such as crazy glue. You would get yourself erect and stimulate yourself just enough to stay erect. Don't let yourself go limp. Or, one, pre-cum will ooze out and weaken the bond. And two, the bond will be under... Wait... <laughs> The pre-cum will come out after you go limp? That's... I don't know about no, this. No, no, okay. don't you, sorry. No, that's or. Yeah, don't let yourself go limp. Oh, oh, or oh. let pre-cum ooze out and weaken oh, oh, the bond. Oh, okay, yes. got it. Got and it. two, the bond will be undersized, so you'll feel some discomfort when you grow back to full size. So, Grove. while erect, you'd carefully squeeze out as much pre-cum as possible, then open the eye slightly <laughs> and dab the area dry with something like a square of Who toilet paper. This? I don't know! Who is this person? <laughs> then apply the glue. Squirt... <laughs> Squirt it in, then squeeze the eye shut and hold it solid for several seconds. Dab the outside to sop up any excess. Then after a few seconds, let go of the head, then dab a little more glue around the eye, making sure it's all covered. You want to be sparing wow. here. <laughs> you want to be caring here? Sparing. <laughs> <laughs> then give everything several seconds to dry. Again, make sure you keep your erection throughout, but don't stimu what? stimulate yourself any more than you have to to maintain it. <laughs> Wow, this person has done this several times. I know, he's really figured out the whole method for it. Um, oh my god, what's his username? Um, let's see, I'll get to that in the, in, at the bottom. Um, note, when you open the eye, there is a sort of a space there where you apply the glue. There is also an opening you can push past to enter the urethra. Whatever you do, don't put the super glue through there. <laughs> So now oh you've blocked God. up the eye of the penis and you're ready to go. Chances are, when you shoot off the fireworks, it'll surge and stop, then surge and stop, then break through the bond and dribble out. If you apply the glue oh just right, it'll surge several times and fail each time, which will feel pretty cool at first, but then your body will figure out that this isn't working, so it'll lessen and then stop its oh. contractions. So you'll end up with a failed ejaculation and an interrupted orgasm, which is disappointing. This is probably not what you had in mind. Afterward, the crazy, crazy glue will come off surprisingly easy, but the area will still be a little uncomfortable for a while. So while it's possible and safe, if you do it right, to do this, it's probably not something you want to do. The end. <laughs> wow. I know. I cannot believe it. I know. Wow. So detailed. Oh my gosh. So we need to Google this stuff more often. It's I know. hilarious. I know, I know. Uh, well, you know about my um, my search, my tireless search to find this gift that Aaron Mason from the Grapes of Rad sent me like a year ago. What is and it? And it was of of a giant 
dong smacking on the table in slow motion. <laughs> and it was amazing. And I watched it over and over because <laughs> it was hilarious. And then when I went back to find it a few months later, it was it had been taken down. Oh, and I'm like, no. oh, it's on. So I'm like Googling every possible thing I can. Flaccid penis table smack. Big dong table fall. Fall smack <laughs> penis hard. You know, like all these combinations to try to find it. I ended up having listener Chris and listener Kevin. Hot tipper, just the tipper, listener Kevin. Um, look for it for me. And they, yeah, they found it within like five minutes. And I'm oh. like, well, I want to know what your magic combination search words were for that. I forget what they were. They found but. it and you never told me? I thought I did. No, it's I, been a I few months, but... Oh, well, hmm. get it to me again. The thing to do is when yes, you find yes. a magical video like that, you have to save it. You have to go to the save video, keepvid.com, right. and save it for your archives. Because there was a video but once I have I children loved. that use my computer, and they're, like, good at passwords, and they're... they're it's scary, so Gosh. I just didn't want to save it on there. But oh my god! You see, you need a USB stick that you flash can hide. drive. Yes. Flash drive. <laughs> my gosh! Well, my thing that I had fruitlessly searched for for a long time. My friend showed me this website, and it was a site of enlarged labias. It was just picture after picture oh. of just stretched out labias, just giant, giant meat curtains, just. <laughs> And I was like, it was just wow. And it was tons of them. And then when you got to the end of it, it was like a long slideshow. You just kept clicking through it, clicking through it. And then when you got to the end, it, it has all these tips on how to enlarge them. Like just keep pulling them and somehow maybe attaching wow. some kind of weights to them to like get really stretched out. Right? And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't realize that that was a thing. But it turned out the friend who was telling me about this, like she was really confused about labia at all because I guess she barely had any at all. Like they were like deep, deep down, like, like maybe like a, like a quarter inch tall so i was like what <laughs> sounds like you don't even really have any and yeah it was baffling utterly baffling but anyway yeah wow. but anyway so i keep looking for this website because i couldn't get over it and i can't <laughs> find it you know looking for labia is very hard because there's so many porn sites that, that come up first. seriously but yeah but that's my fruitless search so if anyone can find this site this celebration of enlarged labia i'd love to know about it so Please, uh, oh my god, that reminds me of... Did you ever watch Strangers with Candy? I didn't. I, I've watched a few episodes, but I've never watched the whole thing. I liked it, though. Yeah, because I psychotically love Amy Sedaris, and Stephen Colbert's on it. And um, so she's, like, trying to seduce someone, some high school guy. And, you know, she's in her 40s, and she, you know, was in prison for a long time. She's going back to high school, and so it, they do the whole show. It, like, it's a parody of an after-school special. And so she's trying to, to seduce some guy, and, and she... Okay, I don't remember how they get there exactly, but then there's kind of a, a graduate Mrs. Robinson shot where you see her from behind, and you see his expression, and she's, like, got la pierced labia with a bell hanging out. Oh. <laughs> wow. She's like, come and get it. <laughs> I've got to see that. that so that's what I thought of when you said that weights were tied. Oh, oh my god. god. How did we ever get an explicit rating on iTunes? I, I just don't have know. No idea. It's very strange. Just because we said the F word a few times. <sighs> um. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of explicit rating, 
Um, our friend Duncan Trussell has a podcast on the Feral Network, and it's one of my favorites. He used to do Lavender Hour, and now it's called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And on this last episode, he had a spiritualist philosopher slash gay, gay porn star named Connor Habib on. Wow. And it was so, I know, right? Like, he, he was messaging me. He's like, you are going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God and dongs, I'm there. So <laughs> this guy, Connor, the, the porn star spiritualist, is I was, I, my heart broke wide open, like, while they were talking about all this stuff, and I cried several times. It was just beautiful. So, anyone who's interested, go over to DuncanTrussell.com and listen to him talk to Connor, because it was amazing. So, wow. that's my weekly recommendation cool. for you. Very not suitable for work. Explicit iTunes writing. Wow. Well, I'll listen Course. to that at work so. tomorrow in my earphones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well, a few days ago, I got... Uh, uh, at reply on Twitter from a band. We, well, it was just a link. It was like from at Stem Ivory and and a link. So I clicked on the link. I mean, it looked like it was a Kickstarter link. So I thought, what the fuck? Are they trying to make me sign up for the Kickstarter? It just didn't look like some dodgy, you know, you know, enlarge your penis, you know, diet pill type spam Twitter thing. I was like, this is a real one from a real person. So I clicked on it and there's some wow. band in Albuquerque who is trying to collect money for a video and there was no hey check out our band and if you like us you know uh you know you know maybe you might want to donate just a link which I find really rude it's just coming up and like hey give me money so that I can make a video and I was like fuck this that is rude. yeah it was like no no <laughs> polite introductory greeting or whatever you know so i go to their thing and yeah sure enough they, that's they're, they're asking for money so they can make a video they want two thousand dollars and then i look at their, their, their they've just messaged all these people so i ended up in a fight with them about this because i'm like well, i just said i said <laughs> you did what did you I, write I, back? I think i said something like oh you're just gonna ask random people to send you money and i was like uh, hashtag lame i said that's gonna work hashtag lame and then uh, it's like oh come on man why don't you prove prove it wrong and you know prove that it can work by sending us a couple of bucks he took wow. that as an opportunity to ask me for money again and i was like no i was like i was just i just said i don't want to if i do that then all these other crappy bands will start asking me for money and i was just going off and then they just started sending me like three in reply like they were so mad it's like you came to my door and asked me for money and i said no and i was a little shitty about it and now you're attacking me for what i said it's like how dare you Oh, wow. Yeah. This is like, hilarious. Yeah. Who are these people? Just, How do they get your address? I don't know. But this is the thing. They're like, yeah, what do you think the internet's for? Like, if not for, like, reaching out to new people. I was like, and, and mind you, they have six followers. Wow. And two of them are in the band. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So they're just going to random people and hitting them up for Kickstarter. They think that's how you use Twitter. You can tell that they're somebody who's like, oh, you're supposed to use Twitter to, you know, grow your business. So I'm just going to start random spamming people, asking them to donate to our Kickstarter. So I last looked yesterday and they had made $10 since, <gasps> like, I think this was Wednesday so that I started fighting funny. with it. Yeah. So I have the dates What's on my mind. I have a reminder in my phone to check in <laughs> the, last, the day after the thing is finished. <laughs> and when they haven't reached their 2000, so I can go, ha ha. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. I'm such a bitch, but they're assholes. You don't just hit people up like that. It's so rude. And I it's kind so of am mad at Kickstarter. Are they in, in their 20s? <laughs> no, no, they're older. 
Oh, they are. Yeah, they've, 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 got, they've got jobs, and I'm like, why don't you save up money from your job to make your video? Why should I be paying for your video? You know, I don't wow. even know you. It's like, yeah, we just can't don't make enough money. Don't you support art, Simone? Oh, I do, but gosh, but I kind of Kickstarter. No, that's kind their of, argument. That's oh, I know. What their argument will be. Oh, I know. I said they said you don't understand how Kickstarter works. I'm like, I've donated to Kickstarter. You don't understand how Kickstarter works. No, Stem Ivory, you don't understand no. how Kickstarter. You have to have relationships with these people. But Kickstarter, I'm kind of like, I was, I was into it at first you know when 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 tennis yeah. pro was using it to get their thing made but now everybody's like oh gosh everybody's we can ask anybody to force guilt all our friends into giving us money to do any stupid shit we come up with you know and i just feel like it's getting abused and too many people and then it's just a lot of guilt tripping of friends you know it's like yeah not everybody can if nobody can afford to give all their friends money to do all their projects know. you know in the old days you would just save up your money and like print something yourself or do it yourself and now you're everyone's getting guilted into 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 you know donating to this so yeah yeah it's kind of awkward i mean i've it definitely gets on given and on it and on you know just like hey only five more days only five more days it's like yeah thanks you know just like you have to I say see no what five kind of video times. they're they're gonna they think they're gonna make too yeah I don't, I don't know. I don't mean to be mean, but I don't like the name Stem Ivory at all. No, it's terrible. It's dumb. terrible. What do they sound like? Just, <laughs> We're spending so much time talking about them. Oh, they're awful. I'll, I'll, there's, there's a snippet of their music in between them asking for money on their, on their stupid video. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's I, oh, just, that reminds me of some Christian guy out of Austin who's really impressed with the way he plays guitar. And so he had a Kickstarter recently, and I just watched it like five times just, <laughs> just for sheer amusement and horror. Maybe I should post that. But totally. If it's even still up. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I told the guy, I told the, whoever I was tweeting with that they were so entitled. They felt entitled. Like, we do our music because we should have a video. It's like, no. Right. Oh, God. So, yeah, so I'm a bit annoyed by all the Kickstarter stuff. So. Because I'll, I'll give to Kickstarter if I know the person. And. Yeah, but even then, uh, even then it's a guilt work to for like, random whether, stuff. whether or not you. We, we, we all have friends who do stuff, and we don't all like everything that everybody. We, Right. Does and you yeah, feel like, yeah. If I like it, friend, if I know him, I am, and I am I supposed to give money to it. You know, <laughs> not so, necessarily. <laughs> yeah, but you, but because you keep getting so many requests for it, you feel like you're supposed to it. Yeah, yeah. and that's when it, it gets kind so of. So keep that in mind, listeners. When we ask you to buy things from Amazon and click through Dongtini. <laughs> well, no, we're asking people to buy what they're going to buy anyway. So, right. Yeah. Right. It's so. Yes, that's the difference. That's why I don't thing. feel guilty. Do you know about where I think but... Kickstarter would be good? Which is what I've, I've suggested: is if people merely treated it like a pre-order, like a distant pre-order. Like this album will be twelve dollars, right? So yeah, we don't yeah. have the money to make it now, and also people steal money from steal music from the internet all the time. So how about instead of stealing it, you commit to pre-buy this album, even if it's like four months in advance. And then we mm-hmm. can afford to make the album, and you'll get the album. So you're like paying to get, you'll get what you paid mm-hmm. for. You know, none of this bullshit of like, oh, we'll call you, and you have a personal phone call from us, and all this bullshit stuff that gets offered as incentives. But just you get what yeah. you pay for. You're just giving us the money ahead of time, so we can afford to make it. And that way, people are paying for that. That's what's the, the problem with the music industry is that nobody's getting paid for what they're doing because everyone's stealing the music. So you pre-buy it, so at yeah. least the person gets their expenses covered to make the mm. album for the people. I think that would be a better way to do it instead of all this other bullshit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I wish we could have done that for the last Supergrass album, but still, Ugh. it's probably never going to be released. No, it won't. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, to close things up, you had uh, some terrifying news about Judah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, he's fine, everybody, but 
he um, has You're not at, fine. It's you that's not fine. I'm not fine because he's asking all these questions about sex, and um, <laughs> which is good. And I want. I'm glad that he wants to talk to me about all this stuff, and, and that he's comfortable to even ask this stuff. But yesterday he came up to me and he goes, "Can you make another boy?" <gasps> and it was so sweet. Oh. But I was like, I don't think I don't think I could even handle it. I'm too old. I, <laughs> I just I'm tired. I'm tired is what I am. And um, he goes. Then just this was a little out of the blue. He goes, "Do you take birth control?" <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I was, I, I, "All these things flashed in my mind." I was like, "Well, when I can remember, um, I used to." Um, your dad got snipped. Like, <laughs> what, what do I land on to tell him that won't traumatize him too much? And yeah. So, How did he? We had a nice long control? discussion. I. TV? I don't know. He knows what birth control is. Well, I don't know if I knew about birth I don't think I did. I know. Where's he getting this? So maybe I should ask him that. I don't know why I didn't. I was too worried about how I was going to answer him to ask how he'd heard about what birth control is. But. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I tweeted it and I was like, dear listener, let this, or reader, <laughs> Twitter follower, let this be your birth control. <laughs> your 10-year-old is going to eventually ask you if you take birth control. <sighs> God. So, everyone who's listening, we super love you. Thank you so much. You're so nice to listen to us. And please call the dong line. It's 323-301-DONG. Um, our friend Clownvis Presley has made us a lovely dong line song. The new voicemail jingle. Um, maybe we can play that. But if you are going to um, buy shit from Amazon, please click through Dongtini so we don't have to kill you. Yes, on feralaudio.com. Feralaudio. Yes, click through that, and we will love you even harder. So, till next time. Bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. Call the dog independently in partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.